while the nature, form, and nuances of gender disparities may vary from one culture to another, one undeniable truth prevails. Disparities between men and women persist in realms such as decision-making power, economic participation, access to opportunities and societal norms, contributing to similar imbalances and inequalities across the world. Today, we set our compass towards the vibrant and diverse landscape of China. We delve deep into the heart of China's gender dynamics as we uncover and compare the challenges and victories in the fight for equality. Xuyan Jin is our expert guide in this expedition. She not only holds an MSc in International Development from the University of Edinburgh, but also dedicated her efforts as a United Nations volunteer to collaborating with various NGOs to advance gender equality in developing nations. Let's get into it. Sometimes when we talk about gender equality, it feels as if in your own box, that's everything happening around the world. But we know it's not true. Different context, different issues. So that's why I'm excited that I get to have this conversation with Xuyan today. Hi, Xuyan. How are you? Hi, hi. Elinika, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to be able to pull you into this conversation because I'm curious. Um, we know the issues we have in Nigeria, in Africa, broadly around gender equality. It's a very patriarchal society. And so even while shifting structures and institutions, we still have to shift norms and cultures and the way people have thought. I'm wondering, what's that like um, in your context, say in China? What's, what's, do you have these issues in terms of gender equality or is it like a perfect society where everything's working? Yeah, okay. So, okay, thank you for having me again. And now I'm from China. So, like, for me, I mean, like, probably different from all, all the different countries in the Western world. Like, feminism is not about an issue only happened in the different countries, like, in Europe or in North America. Like, it's ha- it happened around the world. Not, it's also in Africa and yes. also in Asia. Right. And, Literally, for me, I kind of still, I still feel like there is no, no place in the world with perfect, with a, which can call it perfect society with right. the equal rights in gender. Right. Like, like Africa, it's, I listened to a conversation with Shama before. So like, I really like the idea she talked about, like, about uh, this like feminist wave, the fourth feminist, the four feminist, feminist waves in the world. And all of them are, I mean, most of them are, Directed by the white people, mm. so I mean it's a it's a sad fact. Like right. you can see the racial difference in these kind of things. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it shouldn't be the duty of which races should be in respond of is respond to. Like it should be a movement which need to unite all different races right. in like in Africa, or in China, or in Asia. Right. And it's like a, it's a human duty to do, to push a process of a feminist movement. Right. right. Um, and luckily, I think in China, like, being largely impacted by the Western ideas in these recent years, like, more and more Chinese women, they grow their mind about these fem, about these feminist ideas and about, like, gender equality and about how to fight for the rights for themselves. Right. I mean, it's a good thing for, for me to, when he's talking like that. And 
as people, as we, we all know about China, like China has experienced a very rapid development in economy, right. which means probably we might consider a little bit more, little bit less than Africa society about mm-hmm. the, about the gender equality in healthcare or in wages and things right. like, or something like that. But the things like I was still a student, so probably I'm, I didn't know much about what happened in the workplace. Yeah. But like as what I know so far, like like women still women can can gain and like especially for our youngsters, like right. women can gain the same same wages, wages. yes as right. the, as men in in workplace. Right. But still, like the problem for me, I feel like what happened to this like for this about like Chinese feminism. It's about, it's become a little bit more radical to me. Yeah. Explain that radicalism too, because here mm-hmm. we're trying to get people to do a little more. <laughs> Speak up a little more. You know, um, these issues are cross-cutting. This is not an elitist issue or, but now you're talking about some kind of radicalization of the feminism movement. Well, what's that about? Yeah. So I, cause like from the academic way, they are different, different. Um, there are differences between a different feminism and the radical is also radical feminism is also part of like of the of the mainstream feminist feminist right. ideas. I right. mean, it's good to have these kind of ideas, and there's nothing wrong with this like radical feminism. Because like right. as some people can have a strong mind of this feminism, they could push a process of the or whole movement. Mm. But the problem is like I think as what Shoba mentioned before in the last conversation. Like she talked about uh, feminis- feminism should be something like should be a freedom and to give to for this like for these women to do what they want to do. It's right. about the uh, women's own choice, right. and none of our feminists should interfere other people's choices, mm-hmm. especially for those women's choices. Because right. like I think Shola said, if you are if you want to if a girl wants to be a housewife, that's her choice. If a girl choose to be a Muslim and choose to cover her body, it's her choice. Mm-hmm. Even though some people might say, okay, the different religions are all highly led by this like patriarchal patriarch, system. Yes. But the thing is like if a girl chose to be aligned with this religion or yeah. they, they chose to follow this idea, that's their choice and we should respect their choice. Right. You shouldn't like say that say something like that, okay if you if you are if you are Muslim, if you if you chose to be a housewife, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste yeah. of your life. You are you have no respect to feminism. There's not there's not there's, there, okay. There's 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 nothing wrong with people's choice. Right. Like people all we, we all have the rights to do what we want to do. Right. But uh, there's one thing happening in China on our social media that's what I realized is some people like they I know it's one of my friends, like she's a very, very she's a beautiful young and well educated girl and she get married to the boy she very love in during her in university. Right. Yeah, and they got married after her graduation. Mm-hmm. I mean it should be a it should be a romantic story. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And but the thing is like when she posted her story on, online, like on social media, like some people some fem feminist feminists might come and something like that. Okay, why you got married so early? Oh. If if you have such a good degree like that, and oh. someone might also say, why you chose to to like have a baby with a uh, with so early or have, wow. or build a family with this guy, like you probably you wasted 
your time, wasted your life. You should do something more meaningful right. to a society. Wow. I mean, like this is very. It's kind of very very severe criticism for me. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it, isn't it kind of reverse? Uh, some kind of reverse, maybe not patriarchy now, mm-hmm. to say that we're saying, hey, you know, equality, everybody treated the same, freedom of choice, and then we're taking that freedom away and saying you have to move this way to be yeah. feminist. It's, it's quite odd. I mean, to be fair, we also have a little bit of that in, in Africa as well, where there is an entire, I don't want to call it a school of thought, but there are entire, you know, people who come at you on social media asking, oh, are you a true feminist if you get married? Or are you a true feminist if you... I have someone who put it on a WhatsApp status that if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're wasting your life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's we're not yet at the point of, like, radicalization. Radicalization sounds, it sounds really bad, especially in our context where we have violent extremism. Uh, but that's not what we mean. Uh, we're just saying this extremes, this this is what feminism should look like. So let me ask you, um, what's your, personally now, your ideal, uh, what feminism should look like? What's the ideal for you? Mm, I probably, probably prefer this the more moderate way of all this feminism. I think it's good. We should encourage people, especially for girls, to grow up their own mind. <laughs> To build out their own feminist thoughts right. Right. and to their to their life in their life through their different lifestyles right. or different their choices of life. But the thing for me is like whatever the feminism should be, whatever what kind of feminist you are, the basic idea you should follow is we should fight for girls' freedom. Right. We should fight for the for the females' power. Right. Like. Whatever they do, the basic things about respect, respect mm. to each other, respect right. to di- to different feminists, mm-hmm. respect to different girls, respect even to men in the world. Mm-hmm. And we we need to have a basic respect to whoever we met. Yeah. And most importantly, we should respect ourselves, and we shouldn't just like to to common other people like to come different people's styles or come different people's right. life choices because yeah. like they are all about their freedom. If they choose to do something like that, they just just respect it. Respect it. Respect. Yes. Right. I think right. that's the most important thing about respect. Respect. And I really don't think many people nowadays have these like basic respect. ideas. Yeah. Yes, I mean I mean we see that across social media on different kinds of issues. Uh where there's this echo chamber. Somebody uh, someone starts an idea, gets a group of people to agree with that idea, and then it seems it feels as if if you come with something different then your idea is that your idea is, is not useful. And I think that really takes away from all the achievements of gender equality over the years, where we say it's almost like transferring women from one prison, the prison of patriarchy, to now the prison of feminism, where you have to look a certain way. You have to be a career person to be a feminist, or you have to not have a child or not get married to be a feminist. I, I do. I, I agree with you that, that it, it, it is problematic. Um, just to wrap up the episode, because it's a quick conversation, I literally hijacked Chuyan, I promise. I hijacked her to have this conversation. Um, just like a, a, a throwaway to um, what more can the society do 
to offer? Do you think women will be a lot less radical about their ideas if there's a lot more freedom within institutions to to agree with that choice of whatever choice? What more can the society do to get us to this place of ideal, of mutual respect, of mutual equality, of everybody having the same kinds of choices without restriction? Okay, so like, I think in China, like in Chinese society, especially on the political system in China, it's more like a top-down political like mechanism. Mm-hmm. So like, in this way, like how to change a society, the one that's like the one of the most important thing I think is to probably change the mechanism of this. Like, I mean, a top-down system is good. I mean, like, it's easier for for China to achieve this kind of significant development today. Right. And but also to to process all these like this new new thought wave about this like, feminism or something yeah. like that. And it's also important for Chinese government probably to push this a little bit. Like probably the government could publish some policies to protect with females' rights, especially in workplace about especially when those women they got pregnant. Yeah. And how to protect their rights, how to ensure their income. So, like, right. there are so many laborers in China, and mm. probably for there's some of these like like women in in Korea, they are scared of get to getting of getting pregnant because oh. like they worry someone is gonna take over take over it's their good. place. Right. Yeah. So like in this, how to how to protect their rights, how to protect these pregnant women's rights right. in this workplace is I right. think a big. Big, big thing for people to think about right. and for those feminist, feminists in China they should fight for how to protect this like how to make sure these women we can't get this kind of to face this bias right. like they, people say okay we can't go now we are not consider you because you, you, you might get you might you pre- get pregnant mm. in the future right. so like I mean, like this is unfair for these women so right. especially for probably for those companies or for the government, they should, they should think about these kind of things. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Yan, for allowing me to hijack you <laughs> to have this conversation. Uh, it's always good to have another perspective of the peculiarity of the issues in another context. So thank you for Thank you. So it's always good for me to talk with people from different backgrounds. Yeah. And it's also good like, for me. I, I'm from China and I study in the UK. And now I'm working here in, the, in Africa. Yeah. I always love the remix of these different thoughts for people from right. different culture. Thank yes. you. Thank you.